to go down. Everybody in the place hit the fucking deck. But stay on your motherfucking toes. We running this. Let's go. What's up, Shelfies? We're back. We got Scotty and Craig, and this is Corey coming at you tonight with Podcast 139. Top Shelf Fantasy. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, the whole nine, Top Shelf FNTSY, or check us out at topshelffantasy.com. We got a rookie mock draft coming at you. We're all prepping for our Dynasty League uh, draft weekend coming up in a, another couple weeks here. And what is it now? It's like exactly two weeks for 15 it's days? Exactly. It's 15 days. Yeah. Oh baby! Yeah, well, I see fourteen days and some odd hours, so I just yeah. don't so count it two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> so pretty much hours, two weeks. And hours. again, we'll be bringing you a draft special um, coming live from the draft weekend household, where things will get pretty interesting. We'll get some of the other league mates on there to uh, give you some insight into that league. But for now, we're talking about rookies, and uh, I don't know. Want to pop right into it? We got any news to go over? No, I think last time we talked about Julio Jones. I think it's the same yeah. news as before. Um, the only thing that's happened, right, is Todd Gurley visited Detroit and didn't sign there. So we're not going to talk about Geo's thighs. Sure. Yes, we can talk we about Geo's thighs, thighs for at least forty-five <laughs> minutes. Guy looks ripped. He and Mike yeah. Davis have been working out same program. Right. It has it has to be those two working in the same program. They, there's no way though that I think that Geo's even worth taking a fantasy flyer on in Tampa. He's so far down the depth chart, but like we've seen so I many. Think- Play, well, yeah, the hype. But so many players get injured. I was going to say, like, you could you could have a San Francisco situation where Jermichael Hasty is running the ball on a consistent basis, and it's if that's Gio Bernard, I'm happy to be you know tied to him. And if you're in a dynasty league like we are, and you carry 24 players in a 14 team league, sure, oh, yeah. like he's 100 percent value. But if you're in a 12 team redraft, eh, with like a what? What's a normal six, 15, 16 man roster? Yeah, I don't know. Probably not. No, I'm I'm not no. doing it. He's nope. too far down. I mean, he's what fourth, fifth? I'd be playing special teams. Yeah, no, it's like both those things. He's third, fourth, or fifth. Like, yeah, you you don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh goodness. So then that's the news. Uh, yeah, that's pretty so, much. Yeah, that's really it. So Geo's thighs, Julio's trade talks, and I mean Jay Cutler trying to get money from <laughs> Cavalieri. So yeah. Hey, maybe Love if he it. doesn't get any money, Jay Cutler will be on a team sooner rather than later. Tim Tebow pulled it off. Oh, yeah. Go to the Packers. Oh, my God. Imagine yeah. that gunsling into freaking Devontae Adams. I'd pick him. Pick him up right away. <laughs> so, all right. Um, should we just get right into it? Yeah. Rookie draft volume two, I think. We've done one before. Yeah, so the one you guys did was with Jeff. That was prior NFL draft. Yeah. So, so now we know where all the rookies stand, what teams mm. they're on. Um, right. We kind of go to, know. to go back to that one to see because I think you know first round uh, Kadarius Tony was taken late first, Terrace Marshall was taking late first. Tony might not be late first now just because he's on the Giants. Yeah, kind of cool to see what you knew before and what you know now. Mm-hmm. So sure. all right, um, we had Craig taking the first pick. Yeah, I'm up, and I don't think anything changed from the first one to this one yeah, unless unless someone else picked. I don't know, but. Uh, it was the home run uh, fantasy pick of the actual NFL draft was Najee Harris going to the Pittsburgh Steelers. There's a few other running backs behind him, like McFarlane and Snell and, you know, whatever. But they exactly. are now <laughs> – what exactly, they're whatever. We don't care. It's Najee Harris. It's going to be him. Um, there's no other home run, I think, at, at, at this point. I mean, people will say Etienne. I think, I think Etienne has a good shot. 
um, to take him on as the best guy for uh, rookies that have come out of this dynasty draft. But Harris is is uh, running back is going to be able to do all three downs. He's going to be able to produce inside, outside, catch the ball, uh, and you know the team obviously has failed to produce good teams without being able to run the ball. So the Steelers really want to do that. Um, so I went ahead. I'll take I'll take Harris one on one. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a very safe pick there. Um, so I picked two, and I am very between Jamar Chase and uh, ETN there too. Um, I think regardless of if I need a running back or receiver, I'm still going to take Jamar Chase at the 102. Um, just see, he's a freak talent, freak athlete. Um, I mean, he was what pick four or five. Pick he went five. to the Bengals. Five, so yeah. Five. Five. So Forrest Pitts, yeah. So, I mean, that that's very – that's like Corey Davis-esque picking a receiver that high. So, um, I think – really compare him to Corey Davis? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right that's when not giving me like, – <laughs> the, the draft stock was there. <laughs> yeah. The talent was not. Um, True. Or and the, he, he, the he had a, a lesser quarterback as well t- that he was tied to for a while, so – Right. Um, so yeah. So I I took Chase at two. Um, Dows is up at pick three. Yeah, and if Etienne is hanging out at three, I mean, by all means, I feel like you have to take him. You could be the riskier guy, and I don't know. I've seen this a lot in these mock drafts. Is people are taking Javante Williams a, a, ahead of Etienne, and even in some cases ahead of Harris. I think you're absolutely out of your mind if you do that. I think Etienne going into a system with his quarterback that he's been playing with and familiar with for for years now in a system with a college quarter, uh, college head coach coming over to the NFL, going to probably run a very simple system that will be effective and have a lot of college, um, you know, or comparable college elements to it. I think he's going to, he's going to thrive in that situation. Plus you've got James Robinson there to do some of the heavy lifting if you need him to, and at the end to do some of the more flashy work. I think it's really going to benefit him to have a, a change of pace back there already. Unlike Najee Harris, who's probably going to have to do it himself. Not that he's going to hate that. Not that, uh, that, Usage is bad in any regard for fantasy owners, but I think having a one-two punch helps Etienne early in his career, and then eventually he usurps that when Robinson is gone. Yeah, and I'm up again at four. We're going to do this for just us three. Um, I have that choice between, I think, Kyle Pitts or Javonta Williams, and I want to say my piece a little bit on Williams. I like him. I think he's a talented running back. I think coming into it, I, you know, coming into this uh, actual NFL draft, I felt like he was, you know, kind of underrated in a sense. But when you land on a team with Melvin Gordon, it's hard for me to want to pick you right away because, I mean, while you may be at the top of your drafts of Dynasty, you may not be doing very well. Um, so that's why you're drafting there. You may not need the guy to play year one, but if, if I'm trading up into the top five and I have a team to win now, Javante Williams is not the guy I want. I want Kyle Pitts. Um, Kyle Pitts is going to be a premium position player who's going to be able to produce wide receiver two, wide receiver one numbers kind of thing. Like He's going to be very useful for your dynasty squad. I mean, he's going to come into the league and he's really going to own it. And especially if Julio Jones is not there. I mean, we're, we're, we're talking about a guy that's going to be able to get somewhere around hundred targets. Like it's just going to happen. I mean, you don't draft a guy that early, that good, that, you know, 
different from any other tight end that's come into the league and not use him that way. So he's going to be a big stud. I'll take him at four. All right. I will um, put him on there for you. Yeah. I mean, I, I think with Pitts, it, it's tough to pass up a talent like that at a position that's um, very few and far between. Um, all right. Pick five. Um, I'm not going to talk too much about this guy because Craig already kind of talked about him, but it's a uh, Javante Williams again with him being with Melvin Gordon, I'm not loving it the first year, but Melvin Gordon's on his last year of his contract. I doubt they bring him back. He was a high pick for them. And um, yeah, I'm not sure I'm trying to think of Devontae Smith or Waddle, but I think Williams is a safer pick um, dynasty was. Yeah. And like you said, with Melvin Gordon, he's on the last year of his deal and has already shown a proclivity to want to be paid like a top dog in the league. If he goes back there and it's like, I, I, I know I want $12 million a year. I want, you know, Joe Mixon money. And you've got Javante Williams. What inclination do the Denver Broncos have to pay him? So you have no idea where he might end up. And taking that risk is probably something you don't want to do this early on in a, in a, in a dynasty career. So locking up mm-hmm. Williams is probably a smart move at this point. Um, so then for my pick at six, this is where I think the draft really starts to get interesting. I think those first five, while the order might change around a little bit, depending on people's tendencies in your league, I think pick six is where it starts to get really questionable. I mean, you've got a narrow margin between the Devonte Smiths, Jalen Waddles. I mean, you could even toss in Michael Carter and uh, Trey Sermon into that, into that conversation. But I think for me, I'm going to go with a team that made um, not headlines, but they, they made a, a very strong move in going up and picking somebody that I think is somebody they have a big value on because they decided to pick him instead of what I would have considered more obvious choices. And that's Jalen Waddle going to Miami. I think um, two is going to be happy to have him there. And even though you've got Devonte Parker and uh, Will Fuller in that offense, Waddle plays a very different role than the two of them and should be able to gel and, and still carve out a significant number of targets and hopefully uh, convert that into reception. So that's going to be a little bit dependent on Tua, and that probably is the reason I'd have the most um, hesitation in picking Waddle here. But then you look at the other side, and Devontae Smith is going to be tied to um, Jalen Hurts in, in Philly. That doesn't make me feel all that more comfortable. Michael Carter is buried on a depth chart with 100 other mediocre running backs. None of these guys give me the warmer fuzzies. So um, right now, Jalen Waddle is my boy at six. Yeah, I was really back kind of hoping he would go Smith because I kind of wanted Waddle. At that point. <laughs> uh, and that's, how, that's how narrow these two are. Right, it is. And, and my biggest difference is that Philadelphia connection. That's why I would rather Waddle than Smith. But I am going to go with Smith. It's, it is kind of at this point with the other people on, left on the board. You know, we are talking, like you said, Michael Carter, Trevor Lawrence, Rashad Bateman, Justin Fields, you know, uh, Trey Sermon, whatever. They're, Smith is going to get playing time. He was just the Heisman Trophy winner. Like, he's a talented wide receiver. He's got to put on some weight. He's got to, you know, get an offense – put together on the fly somehow this year. I, you know, you, no one knows what it's going to look like. That's why he's risky. That's why he's falling. Um, but I think he's going to be able to put it together. He's not going to, I don't think year one is a, a, a actual perfect pick or player that you're going to put in, in your lineup a, a lot this year, but down the line, Devonte Smith will be around. Yep. Um, I'm next. And this where the draft kind of, Changes in my mind. I feel like there's a secure top seven, um, ending with Smith and Waddle. And after that, like 
you know, you get Trevor Lawrence, Carter, Sermon, the Moore sisters, um, Bateman, Marshall, Tony, like, like there's so many guys around that area. Um, and this is actually my pick in our dynasty draft that's coming up. So oh, I don't want to give, give too give much away. away. <laughs> um, and I'm a Tevin Coleman owner in that league. So Michael Carter is very intriguing here. Um, but I was talking to Craig about this for a bit, and I think I'm going to take Trey Sermon here at the, at the eighth spot. Um, I mean, they moved up to get him. San Fran did. And, I mean, most hurts look great when he does play. Jeff Wilson's looks great when he does play. Jeff Wilson's out. He, won't, he probably won't play in the first couple of weeks. And most hurt. I mean, I'm not even sure if he makes a team. They could be a, a surprising cut. And if not, we've seen San Fran, like Dow said, Jermichael Histy was a top 20 back for two weeks in a row. So, I mean, it, he's still there. He, um, he, he is still there, yes. To add on to that, the whole Jeff Wilson thing, since I had him on my dynasty team, I followed it. He's out four to six months. And they said he's already going to, he is going to start the season on pop and will miss the first six weeks. You, so that's confirmed. Wow. Big bump That's for Sermon. massive man. for Sermon. That's huge for Sermon. Doors yeah. wide open. Oh, yeah. And, and if Wilson goes back week seven, like uh, Sermon's good. So Sorry, with that piece that. of information, <laughs> the problem is with these rookie running backs, you see them struggle on the goal line, and Jeff Wilson has dominated the goal line. I don't know that Sermon's that guy, but who, who knows? Maybe he is. Like, maybe he comes in, he's a stud. Maybe it could, it could be freaking awesome. Yeah, I mean, it all depends what Shanahan does, and it's always a question mark there, too. So, Well, and thank God it's San Fran. Hopefully they're punching huge holes for him to run in and it's not even a, you don't know, have to worry about goal line stuff right. he's scoring from right. the 20. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and just wait till Lance starts. Oh, that <laughs> offense is going to be something. I, can't, I keep saying, when is, when is Lance going to start? Like, and people are like, oh, week six, week seven, they're coming off the, uh, coming off the bye. I'm like – it's probably as soon as Jimmy G gets hurt, so probably week one, week two. <laughs> but, I mean, the thing with Lance, if he starts, there's less rushing attempts for the running backs because Lance is going to demand. Yeah, yeah but Allen, uh, they help, they help out the running game. They do, yeah, the, the, yeah. A scrambling quarterback or a quarterback that can design good RPOs. Look, look, look at Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, but conversely, could you tell that to Devin Singletary and Zach Moss for me? Uh, we're talking, we're talking about talent compared oh, to... Oh, that's... He's to, a, Josh to Allen's guys. a whole different person. It's like, that's a Cam Newton where Cam Newton took away from running backs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's a they didn't draft a running back because of Josh Allen, not because of Monster Singletary <laughs> at all. Uh, Dows, you're up next. Yeah. So, I, so I, I, I took we, we, Sermon at eight. Yeah, we actually kind of bundled this or, or bungled it a bit. Like, you ended up getting your pick and then I ended up getting my pick in the draft. So, oh, shit. I'm right in front of you. That's right. Yeah, we'll go ahead and tip uh, tip our hands here. But... I'm thinking realistically, if Michael Carter is available at this spot, I really am interested in him uh, on the Jets. I think he has a very good shot. I think right now people are saying, you know, Tevin Coleman looks all right, and um, Ty Johnson looks good, and, and well, Michael P. Ryan somehow is still in the mix. But Michael Carter has a very, very open door to come in, show up, play well, and seize a, a big role in a completely new-look Jets offense. A Jets offense that, mind you, should be modeled after the San Fran offense with Robert Sala and the offensive coordinator, uh, whose name escapes me right now. But they're, they should be implementing a very similar Niner, uh, Niners-style offense. And if that's the case, I want every running back I can get, especially good ones that they you know spent some, ma- uh, some measure of dra- draft capital on. So Michael Carter at 109, lock it in. Yeah, right, I think so. Go ahead. No, I, I was going to say um, right now it's it's like Tevin Coleman, Carter, and 
Ty Johnson splitting first team reps and P Ryan's kind of in the background. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which like the, Ty Johnson, if he's on your first team, you, you suck. Like, suck. right. I mean, uh, and the, there's a world where Carter takes over the lead back and Tevin Coleman's a fine third down back. Like he wasn't with Atlanta, which I rather have that than Tevin Coleman getting two yards of carry. Right. Exactly. Let him work in space. And then, I mean, even Zach Wilson being there is, is a good, um, a good sign and a good, uh, I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but it, it's good for both all the running backs or all five of the running backs at this it's point. Good, good. And good, if good, I'm not mistaken good. too, I think they did bring in another like good lineman. Um, so there's a, there's a, there's a shot. Their offensive line takes a big step forward. Yeah. And uh, ghost in the room. Thou shall not be named is no longer there. Right. Yes. Baltimore. Case of Warren. <laughs> that doesn't even like make sense, but nailed Adam, it. Uh, Adam Gase nailed it. So I'm at ten, I think. Um, <laughs> there's just so many iffy question marks at this point. Um, but I'll tell you what, it's a dynasty league, and if someone told me 20 years ago that I could get Tom Brady great, you know, for 20 years, I would do it. Or or Aaron Rodgers, I'll take Trevor Lawrence. Fine, you know, let me take him at ten. Yeah, that, I mean, I think the value on Lawrence at ten is is huge. Like, I, I, like you said, if you if if he turns out to be the guy that everybody thinks he is with these Peyton Manning comps and Andrew Luck comps and yada yada yada, freaking sweet for you at one ten. You know, you locked see, up your, your future dynasty. I didn't want to compare him to Andrew Luck because he had an early exit in his career. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> but like, you know, injuries aside, injuries could happen to anybody yeah, at any time. I mean, that's one of those picks. Like, if you do have a Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or a young buck quarterback, you're probably not going to take him. But at I mean, even so, like, like so, you, it's a good point, right? But there's a time that those guys take over. You know, I mean, Pat Mahomes yeah. might be the exception, um, but even Lamar Jackson goes up and down. Like, there's weeks that you can't start. Lamar I mean, Jackson. last year, so yeah, he was. Da- right, I had I had twenty. Dak. I had Dak, which is a great quarterback to have but he was out and my backup was drew Brees, and then he had injuries like shit happens and having a good backup is actually more important than i had anticipated yeah and keep in mind as for a rookie draft you're picking at 110 it's not a stank draft you aren't picking for 12 more picks mm. so if you don't get this trevor lawrence now i doubt you're, you're getting it fields or trey lance in the next round because they're going to go probably mid-second mm-hmm. so if you want the guy you you, you take him at 10 uh, pick 11. Um, all right, so two more picks in the first round. Um, again, like I think the board's so wide open with Richard Bateman, Fields, Lance, again, the more sisters, even Gainwell. Um, yeah, it's tough. God damn it. This <laughs> <laughs> is like, I, I, I don't know. I think I will go with Richard Bateman here. Um, I know the situation sucks in Baltimore, but I'm not going to overlook talent. I'm, I'm looking at talent over landing spot, I guess. Um, it's dynasty, so who knows how the offense will look in a year or two years or even three years. I, I just like Bateman's tape, and it sucks that he's on Baltimore, but I, at this point, a lot of these guys I'm not, I'm not you know, thrilled about, so I think Bateman's hopefully the safest pick. 
Now, see, to me, Bateman's situation in Baltimore does not suck that bad. I mean, I know people have their hesitations about Lamar Jackson and his, and his passing ability, but take that aside. Last year, he played with, I mean, Willie Sneed being a, a viable passing option yeah. for him, and he still finished as a top 10 quarterback. So if he's going to do that with no talent, you add in a talented Rashad Bateman, I think it, it, it's a plus. I mean, if he's, he could easily be the guy if Hollywood doesn't pan yeah. out, you know? That's a great point I wanted to bring up, too, is there's a world where Hollywood's not the number one. I mean, Hollywood, they can scheme. They can put him everywhere. They can use Rashard Bateman as that one big X guy. You know, why not? Yeah. Which, which they probably should. <laughs> they should. It'd be, it would be good. It would, get, it would get the safety. And, you know, obviously, Hollywood attracts safeties as well. But it, it brings a, a bigger kind of guy out there that, you know, takes away from the run game. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, I was just looking at a tweet. I was trying to find a specific tweet of Lamar Jackson, and it was uh, in relation to his downfield passing stats, and he was actually one of the top three guys in the league. But uh, irregardless, he, the tweet I was laughing at said, Lamar Jackson gets more slander than the players with domestic violence charges. Which <laughs> 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 is so friggin' true. It's not even funny. Um, yeah, okay, moving on to, to pick 112, unless you guys still have more Bateman points. No. No. Okay. Um, this is, again, I mean, I, if I needed a quarterback on my team, I would say this is a great spot to lock up a field, a Lance, even Zach Wilson, I think is a little bit more risky, but I would, I would certainly have no issues with you picking him up at 112. But for me, I always lean towards the skill positions and guys that I think have a big role coming to them. And that's why I'm going to take my boy, Terrace Marshall, at this spot. This year, he might have a little bit of competition with um, DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson there. But me and Scott talked about this before. Uh, before Robbie Anderson is on the last year of his deal. He's not old, but he's aging. He's in his year 29 season. Terrace Marshall could easily be the the new Robbie Anderson. He doesn't quite have the speed of Robbie, but he could play a very, very similar role. And even right now, the Panthers are likely to run three wide receiver sets. So I like the pick here. I think that he easily outpaces David Moore for that third uh, third wide receiver role in Carolina. If that's the case, it's a great pick at 112. Yes, I agree. So that's finishing the round one. Um, now, Daz, you have pick 101 in our rookie draft in two weeks. Yeah. Uh, Craig took Najee Harris 101. Yeah. Can you, uh, you know, can you let us know? Tip um, your hand. Uh, yeah, say yes no. or no? Or no, I you, mean, I'm, I'm still up in the leaning? air. Uh, I'm probably leaning, probably leaning Kyle Pitts. <laughs> Dickie, shout out Dickie. Uh, I guess it's a good time to complain, Dickie. I'm taking Etienne. You sack of shit. <laughs> Hopefully, you listen to this. Um, yeah, we've been was... messing with you, Dickie. Uh, I don't know if anybody told you the truth yet. It's going to be Etienne at one, unless I change my mind and it's Harris. But it's Etienne Harris, fifty fifty. Yeah, I mean, I I think you're locked in for NRB regardless. It's too. It yeah. was too fun to mess with Dickie about uh, taking yeah. pits at one hundred and one. Why trade for the one one? <laughs> he's still taking pits. It doesn't make sense. Like, you think he's taking? He's, he told you he was. I'm like, yeah, no shit. He's fucking with you. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's too easy. Uh, too all right, fun. so wanted to pay him higher. Second round. Second round, correct? You get you get picked two hundred one. I mean, I'm glad we're doing the second round because there's still talent on the board, and it's very. This is a confusing time. Very very spread out. <laughs> very is- spread out. There's, there's a lot we can go over. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is a, I'm learning a lot. 
I really, to to be honest, I I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, but there's a, there's two <laughs> people that intrigue the hell out of me. Um, and it's Scott too early. Gordon's? I'm I'm way ahead on 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 one of the guys that I think a lot of people are. Canarius Tony. I just I don't know why he gets such shade for going to the Giants. Like I get it. Daniel Jones is throwing the ball. But they also spent a first-round pick on a wide receiver. They traded for Kenny Galladay. They had Darius Slayton last year, and um, who who is the tight end that you know hardly does well anymore? And is Evan Ingram. Ingram. So they had Slayton and Ingram. Shepherd. They don't. Well, they, and Shepherd was out a lot. They year. don't really seem like they want to continue that. They don't really seem to like you know, using Slayton as a guy for the future. It seemed like they want to move away from Ingram by signing Rudolph and getting someone else. And, and Shepard's journeyman forever. Yeah. Kelvin Benjamin. So, so they went after methodically, you know, Kenny Galladay had multiple meetings with them, had an overnight for a whole weekend. And then they bring in a shifty guy. I I just have to do it. I was going to pick someone else, but I'll just take it. I mean, I think it's, I think it's early. I think a lot of people will call me crazy on it. But I, I do. I really think that the guy is going to get the ball in his head. You know, Dan Jones can throw five yards, ten yards. Canarius Tony's going to take it. He's a yard after the catch guy. Yeah, big time. I mean, it's kind of similar to the Bateman pick that I had. Like, people are scared as shit that he's in Baltimore. But it's like, he's still a talented guy that they picked early. They're going to use him. They're going to use him. I mean, um, which is crazy because Jacksonville, if they – didn't get if if he was there he would they would pick him over ETN like it, so a lot of teams wanted Tony in the first round so he was a wanted he was a wanted man Morning. you know who else was a wanted man in the first round Nikhil Harry <laughs> <laughs> actually I don't think he was because no one drafted him until the last pick in the first round Friggin that is Friggin correct and and the scouts stupid advised Patriot. against. <laughs> That's All right, so I'm going to pick 202. Um, so in our draft, this is pick 114 because we have a 14-team league. Um, pardon me. And pardon I think me. At, at this point, I do like a lot of people here. I mean, I don't love them, but very similar. I'm going with Justin Fields here. Um, again, kind of like Trevor Lawrence, not as high as Lawrence, but – if I can get a, like a solid guy for what Craig said, next like 15, 20 years, sure. I mean, it doesn't work out. It's a second-round pick. It's not the, the end of all days, but um, that's where I think Justin Fields would go. And you, you could argue Trey Lance too, but I'm just more of a, a Fields guy. Yeah, and I, I would take uh, Lance right after Fields. If, if that's where – Fields goes, I would say Fields deserves to be first. I think he has the more immediate impact. He'll probably be – or he is going to be the starter in Chicago day one. Lance probably takes a little bit longer, but if you still need quarterback help in your league, even if if I had two – say this is 203 in our league and Trey Lance was available, I would take him. Even with Lamar Jackson on my roster, I would take Trey Lance because my backup is Jimmy G. That would be a beautiful situation to fall into Trey Lance at 2-3. So, um the value's there still at quarterback the same way Craig phrased it. If he ends up being the quarterback in San Fran for the next 10, 15, 20 years, you have immense value as a second round pick. So Trey Lance, lock it in, bada bing, bada boom. And this is probably when you see a run on quarterbacks, fairly, fairly typical in a, in a dynasty rookie draft. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the one that 
I was in a couple weeks ago, I picked Lawrence at 109 because I, I have Aaron Rodgers and that's it. So yep. I had to have him there. Then second round, 201 to 204 was Fields, Lance, Wilson, Jones. Yeah. So again, it, oh, even Jones, huh? That's that's you, good to know. Yeah, no, um, I didn't agree with it, but still, people get scared. Yeah, it really it is. If you can incite a panic, like if hypothetically Craig were to take another quarterback at the fourth pick, I bet you people panic and they start. You know, um, quarterback value goes way up for the rest of the draft. Absolutely, but I'm not going to take a quarterback. Because I already got Trevor Lawrence. Unless I was that shitty, came into the draft with no quarterback. Say I had Drew Brees retire on me. And yeah, two, but say not you're not it. that team. Like, you're team four. You're not team, ten. what, ten? Yeah, no, no, I know. Yeah, I, I, but what I'm saying, I'm not going to take a quarterback. Right? Yeah. Trevor Lawrence. Uh, <laughs> that's going to happen. Rondell Moore is uh, my pick. And he he's very intriguing. I like his spot. I like where um, – Kingsbury is going to put him. He's going to move him in uh, certain roles from uh, the, the air raid or the offense that, that they run uh, while developed a little bit better for the NFL than what his college system was. They still like to have the three wide receivers that kind of cross around the field and read off of a certain guy. AJ Green is their second wide receiver at this time. He can get hurt any minute. Uh, Christian Kirk is, I think, kind of on his way out. I think by taking Rondell Moore, it kind of says that. Andy Isabella was kind of in that same ballpark um, of player, but just Rondell Moore's athleticism is going to be able to get it done. Um, again, same thing with Tony. You throw it five, 10 yards, the guy's going to catch it and he's going to go to the house. And because he's just so shifty. I mean, he's Darren Sproles coming out of the, you know, not coming out of the backfield, but on, you know, the slot. So, and you can bomb it deep. Kyle is great. He's going to be, he'll be a nice little piece. Um, flex play. We'll see what happens in 2022. I think now, do you think probably be um, there. Do you think Christian Kirk should be worried about the existence of uh, Rondell? Yeah, here? I think he should be very worried. I think <laughs> I Christian mean, Kirk yeah, had I, his opportunity and he blew it. I think yeah, it's been the, three uh, years now for Kirk, and I think it's just over with him. Yeah, I think this would be his third. Uh, I think it's his third year. Maybe, maybe he's going to his third. Four, uh, yeah, but um, yeah, I think the Kirk experience is done. Experiment is done. Um, last year he had some big games, but that was like one catch for 85 yards and a touchdown. Like, he just broke away kind of thing. I mean, in our dynasty league, he's, he's being on the trade block and asking for, you know, two first. That's carves. Peasant. Yeah, no, I don't think even in a regular regular dynasty league, you're getting a second for him. You're, you're, you're probably no. getting what you can out of, out of Christian Kirk. Yeah, right now. I think he's a guy in a regular dynasty league, you don't trade him. Because uh, what you'll get in return is not worth it. Just because, like you know, you still have the what if. He's still a young guy. He can go on a di- different team in a year and a half. So, um, yeah, he, that is true. Trades happen. Yeah, the NFL <laughs> trades do happen. Trades do happen. All right. Um, where am I? Pick pick two hundred five. Two hundred five. All right. So I'm taking the other Moore sister, Elijah Moore. Um, the Jets. I think he is in a prime situation there with a young quarterback in Zach Wilson. Um, I do think Jameson Crowder will not be there. The only reason I think he may be there now is because Corey Davis got hurt, and he's going to miss a lot of OTAs and stuff like that. So 
I think they might keep Jameson Crowder around now because of it. But um, Crowder's a massive cut or trade candidate because it's after June 1st. So in the next few days or few weeks, don't be shocked if um, Crowder's out of there. So if Crowder is out, all he has is Denzel Mims on the other side. They hurt Corey Davis to start the OTAs. And, you know, Elijah Moore is more of a security blanket kind of guy for a young Zach Wilson in a much better offense than last season. So he was pick, I think, 202, 203 in the NFL draft. So they invested a high draft capital on this guy over drafting an RB in the second round. So um, I think Elijah Moore there is one of those, like, last solid picks, and then it gets very, very cloudy after that. Yeah, and speaking of that cloudiness, I'll be making my next pick in, in a in – a, friggin overcast day over unless you here. can tell me otherwise and then i mean i'm here to listen no well so at this point you're i think you're taking uh flyers more than anything else but flyers with a path to starting um starting roles so that, that's how i always try to differentiate these guys like what is their path to getting on the field and how many guys do they have to go through who is going to compete with them for targets. And at that point, you know, I'm looking at guys like Amon Ross St. Brown. He could easily be on the field in Detroit, but I don't really want Jared Goff thrown to him. I don't, I don't have a ton of faith in Goff, uh, in Goff. So I'm taking another guy that I really, really, really like, and it could be personal preference. I'm not sure. Call it what it is. I'm taking Deami Brown in Washington with the football team. Um, I like Ryan Fitzpatrick there. We've seen what he's done with a, ton of different receivers in his career even if that's only for one year he's there with terry mclaurin and curtis samuel and then he could really be the third uh, the third guy they took him with a third round pick showing that they have some interest in him at least in in a, a mid not even a mid pick it's an early still an early pick for a, a wide receiver and beyond that he's competing with the sim sisters and who else like there's not really met uh, well, yeah, Antonio Kevin Harmon. Golden. yeah, yeah. Like nobody that, that troubles me that a six foot one eighty five wide receiver that's an absolute burner can get down the field and has great agility and great route running ability. That's a guy I want a lot of pieces of. If I can grab Deami Brown here, I'm happy at two six. If they have Adam Humphreys too, but oh. that's a complete. That's for one game till he gets another concussion. different receiver. I mean, <laughs> all Humphreys does is open the field up for. I mean, he's a guy you have to cover so you know uh Dylan brown just chucking down the field really don't i wouldn't be surprised if humphreys is a cut guy before the season starts who it looks oh no humphreys. no no and I, also chris i was shocked is one of his top three guys isn't he still in concussion protocol Probably. he was in concussion protocol for like four or five months i'm pretty sure i don't know if he is anymore well I, I don't think he can be if he actually was actually signed a contract with the team i'm yeah, not sure pass, how that works physical. Yeah, <laughs> he's, that's true. I guess that's true. Just, just walk straight. They have like someone behind him. There you go. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> and Golden Tate's like, what the hell? Want a job? Well, he's got a lower <laughs> level of intelligence. Uh, Craig, are you up? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, two, um, two hundred seven. Two hundred seven. Yeah. Uh, the Amara St. Brown is a good point. Um, uh, I think he has a path to playing, but golf is really not something that I uh, would think of. Um, being someone that's going to help him out this year and who knows a year from now they go up and they get a Jamar Chase kind of guy next in next year's draft or they bring in a big guy you know wh- whatever it is they, they seem to always like to have a top dog wide receiver there so I, w- I would think that Monroe St. Brown might not actually ever 
pan out. Who knows? But I like Nico Collins. Um, and that's going to be my pick. And that is a guy that is going to start day one. He's wide receiver too. They have Brandon Cooks. They have Nico Collins. They have uh, Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb's going to come out of the slot. Um, they have like 80 running backs. So they're, they're trying to figure that out in the backfield. So I, I think Nico Collins is just a perfect little player. Big dude. I don't want to say little player. He's a big guy. I think he's yeah, like 6'4", 220, something like that. He's a thick um, If If Watson plays which this is a whole – there's so many reasons why he wouldn't with the legal thing and then the, him being traded and all that. Um, Nico Collins is great, you know, being maybe drafted a little bit earlier than this. Um, but if he doesn't, Nico Collins is still on the field. There's still going to be um, opportunities for him, not just in 2021, but in 2022. Because I mean, Cooks' contract's going to be up at some point. Cobb's contract's going to be up at some point, And really, Collins is the youngest guy on their wide receiver course. So – Oh, imagine if he's the new Andre Johnson. <laughs> well, Andre Johnson was like six feet tall. This guy's like this guy's a but he played monster. like a monster. Yeah, off, yes, of course. <laughs> I would love to see another day with him and Cortland Finnegan. <laughs> no, oh, it's yeah. one of my favorite. I just watched that video to get pumped up. Also, Andre Johnson's six three. Did you look that up? Because I thought he was six foot. Yeah, I just googled it. Oh. Six three. I guess I'm way off. Way up. He's like five eight tops. <laughs> I was just thinking he's like a foot taller than Cortland Finnegan when they fought. <laughs> I don't know who I was thinking of then. All right, so my turn at pick two hundred eight. Um, I know I already picked a quarterback in the second round, but you know this is my me as team eight, and I think this is where I picked Zach Wilson. Ah, I was going to take him if you didn't, so. Damn it. It's, like, it's a fake draft, dude. How dare you take my guy, Son bro? Oh! Flips the table. Um, <laughs> I mean, again, like, I, at that point, if, I'm, I'm not sure if he'll actually be there at that pick in drafts, but if he is, I think that's exactly where you should take him. Um, definitely him over Matt Jones, in my mind. Just the, I mean, he was a second overall pick by the Jets, so they plan to use him. Day one, he looks like he's 15. He's probably 22. So he probably is like an age like Brady and play 25 years. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> he looks like Jimmy Clausen, though. How'd that work out for him? <laughs> Don't compare to Jimmy Clausen, damn it. That would suck. <laughs> Very well could be. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm struggling now. So if I'm team nine and I already took a running back, I probably don't need to reach on another running back, like a Gainwell. I don't, want to, I don't want to say it's a reach, but Gainwell has a very uncertain future in Philly. I don't I don't know that he carves a rollout year one or year two. Um, and I guess if, if, if I'm going off this narrative that I've drafted a running back, I took Michael Carter, I think I'd probably lean wide receiver at this point. I don't I don't know who I would take is, is the massive issue. Um, oh, you son of a gun. I've already talked about Amon Ross St. Brown. I think I would go Amari Rogers and hope that he becomes the new guy in Green Bay. Not that I want to see the Lizard King friend of the program, Alan Lazard, get dethroned, but Amari Rogers has every every tool in the in the toolkit to be a contributor. That is directly contingent upon Aaron Rodgers playing football this year. And I assume he's going to, I think he's being a little diva throwing a temper tantrum, but if Aaron Rodgers is there, I'm happy to take Amari Rodgers and just hope for the best hope that the sky's the limit. And then hope that green Bay finally picks a guy and leaves him on the field. MVS friggin' Geronimo Allison for a couple seasons, like Alan Lazard, they, they've had uh, Jake Kumaro, like 
these guys, you just need to dedicate yourself to a, a, a wide receiver two to play opposite Devontae Adams, get used to each other. And a lot of that's health. Amari Rogers has not had it in, in injury history. So I'm happy to go with him here. I don't know what I'm doing either. It's I don't hard. really think there's a path for, I don't really think there's a path for a lot of these guys. And I know that that's where we're at. This is, you know, we have to pick, you know, we, we already know we've taken 20 some other guys before it. Yeah. Um, which is why I guess I'll just do him on or St. Brad. Like I'm on realistically, that. he's just another guy that's going to play like this. He's going to get some points. Put him on the flex. Plus, Amon Ra is a great name. I mean, it's great. I mean, he's, he's also brother to my one of my favorite players, which is Economia St. Brown. But um, we will see. I think he's. I think he'll get some time, obviously. I don't know if Goff is the future quarterback. I don't know if he's the future wide receiver, but at least this year he's going to play. And you take yeah, I mean, him, and then I'll take Lord Imahotep and Anaksunamun, and we'll have a great team ready to go. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I think late second there, it's a fine pick to take St. Brown there. Um, now, I am at 211. I already took a wide receiver last round in Bateman. Um, so I think at this point, I will take a Kenneth Gainwell. It's late enough that I don't mind taking him here. Ar- arguably the best pass catcher in this rookie draft. Um it just sucked that Karen Johnson ended up getting claimed there. They have Boston Scott. They have freaking Jordan Howard, Miles Sanders. The list goes on there. So, um, but I mean, they picked him at that <laughs> point. You just see if you have a taxi, a taxi squad in this dynasty league, toss on the taxi team for a year, see how it pans out. Yeah. I mean, a taxi squad would be fantastic in, in so many different ways our, our league does not unfortunately operate like that yeah we can't do that with salary salary. yeah <laughs> hey guys, let's get some taxi squad don't worry about them um so to round out the second round here i took terrace marshall in the first round from with my first round selection so i'm gonna go running back and i'm gonna take chuba hubbard uh, i know he had a huge down year last year but i'm expecting him to bounce back to his uh his junior year, maybe even sooner, but previous year form, I think he'll be all right. And realistically, he doesn't have to do much to – I mean, all he's going to do is compliment um, CMC down there. So I don't think they're going to put too much pressure on him. He should have a role very similar to what Mike Davis produced while CMC was on the field. And I think if um, the Panthers are smart at all, they, they'd start to trend more in that direction, more closer closer to a 50-50 split. I mean, don't get to a 50-50 split. You want to probably want it like 80-20. But get CMC off the field more often than you were previously doing. Keep him healthy. Let Chuba Hubbard spell him. And God forbid there's an injury. Hubbard's probably your next guy. Who else do they have? They have uh, Trent, Trenton Cannon or Trey Cannon or some shit. Like, I don't even know if they have him anymore. Yeah. So I, there's, there's no resistance if CMC's the guy who goes down. And you saw what Mike Davis did last year. And Mike Davis has been a journeyman. So – I don't know. I think it's a decent pick to round out the second round. I mean, 24 picks in, that's that's not a bad return on value if Hubbard even gets you a handful of points on the season. Yeah. I mean, especially if you're a CMC owner and you have that pick. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that's a Oh, you're pumped to get that pick. If, if Yeah, if you're a CMC owner, you're pumped. 
Yep. Oh yeah. If you're not I mean, the CMC owner, you already know that you want to trade with that guy too. <laughs> oh yeah, and the CMC owner is like, oh, it's not gonna be fair, but I have to do it. <laughs> yeah. Now you gotta give that guy like an two early first. second, or yeah, two firsts, like some crazy yeah. stuff. I think you're gonna need to throw in another first. Yeah. So I mean, I'm not sure if you want to do the third round. I think we kind of. Oh, I'll do the third round. I mean, it's, it's up to you guys. I I, I don't know. It's been. Yeah, I don't I mean. I don't think it's wise to do the third. Round. Yeah, it's it's a lot of I think a lot of these would just be us picking guys that we like. I mean I don't want I don't want people knowing my deep brown guys. Right. Yeah. I mean you Because right. you... those guys are gonna be so good for me. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I don't want I don't want you guys knowing who's gonna be scoring three points on my bench every week. <laughs> yeah, suckers. <laughs> but no, I mean the, like everything else from here is really a toss up. I think Mac Jones would be an obvious pick at some point in this round. Right. Um Ramondre Stevenson is an obvious point uh, pick at some point in this round, Dwayne Eskridge, but like what do you think about Pat Fryermuth? Yeah, I know he's sitting right here. Like, he's a third round talent. Or you would you wait and try to grab him in the fourth? No, third. I no. I think late second, early third. I think you go. Yeah, I mean, I honestly looked at him in in place of Chuba Hubbard. Like, if I needed a tight end, if I didn't have, if I had nobody at tight end on my team, he would be somebody I might look at. Like, he should have a role in Pittsburgh, but what that role is? Yeah, I mean, is, it, yeah. Again, it's going to it's going to a rookie that goes to a team. The with thing is, yeah, he'll he'll you know he has they have Ebron there, but this is dynasty, so at some point, Fryermuth is is a good enough tight end to you know where he can block. He will last in the league, like he will t- be a ten year player. I think. Yeah. Um, it would take a lot for him to be out of the league pretty quickly, especially you know non blocking tight ends to usually are out quickly, and he is a blocking tight end that can yeah, and, also catch. And somebody along the way comped him to uh, Heath Miller, saying he's the perfect Heath Miller replacement. And if that's the case, you get yeah, him in the ben late second, it. third round, bada bing, bada boom. Yeah, so, I mean, um, I guess last point, the free agency, um, the free agency that are still out there, do we think they're going to be, be signed before preseason? So, um, all right. Love Bell, Todd Gurley, Todd Gurley um, Frank Gore. Frank Gore. I think that some of them will. I think Todd Gurley is at some point going to swallow his pride and take a million-dollar contract to play. Um, he's 25 or 26. I can't remember which one of this. He needs That's to disgusting. do that. He needs How to young that. he is. It, yeah. su- it sucks for him. It really does. But he needs to keep playing. He's not a Lev Bell where he's in his – uh 30s where it really doesn't matter you know lev bell can wait till midseason when someone gets hurt and signed somewhere todd Gurley could be a guy though that like could benefit from a year off like quite honestly go go to dubai get the joel Embiid like shark fin scale treatment like mm-hmm. figure out what you got to do explore your options medically don't be getting tested by the league take a full year off figure it out and come back at age if he's 25 come back at 26 and sign a real deal it's not a bad idea, but yeah, I think you're probably right, Craig. I'm sure he would rather play football, and even if it's for a million bucks. Yeah, that's still a lot of money, and he's I mean, made his what, fucking that, cash. That's what Fournette did, and he ended up getting a five million dollar contract. Yeah, yeah I mean, there, yeah, there's um, there's a lot of guys that I don't think so, but there are guys like Golden Tate should be on a team. I don't know how. He's yeah, not. so there are teams that need receiver yeah, help. That's one guy I was kind of shocked with. Like, we've seen these like old out of nowhere guys, you know, freaking sign. Like, like we kind of said Adam Humphreys too. Like he's been in concussion protocol for a year and a half and he signed immediately. Yeah. Golden Tate's like, I'm 
he's probably pretty cheap too. But I mean, if yeah. I'm going Tate, like I'm probably not going to a team unless I'm going to win or have a chance of winning. Well, we there are guys about. that we never talk about, like Melvin Ingram. Like, he, I'm shocked he's not signed. Yeah, Richard he Sherman. visited um, Miami last week. I think that'd be a fantastic spot for him. I mean, a ton of defensive guys. I'm trying to look. Duke Johnson still hasn't signed, Duke according Johnson. to this website I'm looking so at. So, Frank Gore, I want to sign. I think Craig's brought this up thousands of times. I just want him to play with his son in yes. what, two right. years? Right. Yeah. Yes. It just, it. Just, Maybe he's just not signing because he wants to just wait for the day his son comes and then signs to that team. Mm-hmm. He's saving his last year. He's saving his last year. Maybe he knows he's got only one season left, but he's just going to take some time off. <laughs> yep. Um, Danny Amendola, Larry Fitz, Kenny Stills, Alshon Jeffrey, yeah, right. yeah, so- Trey, Trey Burton. Yeah, there's a lot. But I mean, I think Golden Tate kind of trumps all those guys of, yeah. of a yeah, guy that Josh should be Gordon, on the team. RIP. I mean, we didn't talk about Rex Burkhead going to the Texans. That's True. Right. They get, yep. Again, they have 80 I have no idea what they're doing. Though no. Lindsay's 27 years old, and he's the young guy there. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to turn 27. I figure out how old fucking Phil is actually. David um, Johnson. D.D. Westbrook's a free agent, too. Yeah, I mean, freaking injuries and just not panning out. It's, it's not crazy. Devontae Freeman. Ugh. Oh, he's done. He should. <laughs> he's done. He's, <laughs> he's done. He's absolutely done. Des Bryant. <laughs> he decent last joke. year, though, for a few weeks. You guys remember JHI? He's still only 27 years old. Wow. He's been he's, in the league for years. <laughs> yeah, he became a professional gamer for, I guess, a month or two, but he was so bad at it. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> just like football. Did <laughs> one good year, I think. Maybe two. But Damn. again, another young running back with the knee issue, bone on bone, with JHI. Crazy. And I mean, you see these teams too. They're like, would I rather fill up my roster with these questionable vets with injuries and, you know, a lot more tread on their, or a lot more wear and tear on their bodies? Or should I? just take a chance on these rookies and, and trot them out there and see what they've got. Like, and it, it might take six weeks for them to say, no, they don't got it. I got to go grab one of these vets that, you know, will take some experience over the young athletic guy. But I, I don't know. There's, I don't think there's a ton of opportunity for them to even be signed. So many running backs in the NFL now. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I feel it's like it, it's way Every more, team has two. it's way more packed than it used to be. Like there, there didn't always seem to be this log jam of new guys coming in every year. And now like 200 guys go pro every year and you're like, okay, uh, they're all on teams. This is nuts. It's the, uh, create a player mode and Madden came out in 2012 and everyone wanted to be a running back. <laughs> yep. So. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I did. <laughs> Playing and quite honestly, you have a lot of, a lot of people who are far more athletic than they've ever been before in the history of, you know, humankind, these are the most athletic people that we ever see. And now they're all, you know, getting fantastic training since their high school days. And I mean, so many more guys are converting into these fantastic athletes when they used to be a lot smaller pool. Like maybe they used to tell you one in a million guys go to the NFL. Now it's probably one in a hundred thousand. Yeah. Yeah. These are big meta issues that we probably don't need to discuss on a fantasy football podcast. Oh, you're saying I have a chance. Oh, I mean, dude, I'm shocked I haven't been drafted yet. (laughs) 
I'm better than Baker Mayfield. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you still can. Like, just say you're better than Jared Goff. Sure. Oh yeah, I believe yeah. that. <laughs> I mean, that's not saying much. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, we throw yeah. less picks than Jameis. <laughs> Jameis doesn't style though. I he cannot wait for his W's. I just cannot wait for his thirty for thirty. Oh my god! Thirty for thirty, 30 literally. Thirty touchdowns. That's be so funny. <laughs> the Quarterback two in fantasy. That threw 30 <laughs> interceptions, but 5,000 yards. <laughs> oh, my God. Imagine if he just threw 15 interceptions. <laughs> oh, yeah. He'd be one. Yeah. <laughs> he'd yeah. Literally, he'd be one. Crazy. That's a whole another 30 fantasy points and minus two scoring. <laughs> <laughs> what a joker. All right. I think that's going to do it, right? We've got to call it that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, we start talking James. Lynn, yeah, we, so I, I we think we're done. We should tell him what we should look forward to, though. We got um, uh, way too early knee-jerk rankings coming your way. We've got the Dynasty Draft Weekend special coming your way. That should be an absolute uh, blast to listen to. I we think that's probably one of the most packs. fun ones we do. We got WAP packs on we order. Order them. Be in. I got to um, pause for – or I got to stop you for a sec. You know what um, – oh, shit. I'm sorry. It's pod 141. This would have been the draft weekend special. It would have been better if it was 151. That would have been sweet. We would have blasted on 151. We <laughs> died. <laughs> I mean, we can do, do it anyways. <laughs> let's just do it anyway. We're, we're doing do 141 proof. Yeah. We need to find something pods between that. I'm doing that anyways. I'm getting right on the boat just to spite Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Black or drunk. No license. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Keep going with what you're doing. My bad, Corey. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I mean, that's really it. Uh, knee-jerk rankings way too soon, but we're going to get them out for you. we we'll probably have, what, top 12, maybe top 24 quarterbacks. I don't know. And then, like, 30 running backs, 30 wide receivers, and who cares about tight ends? Um, something like that. We'll give we, you tra- – Travis Kelsey's the best. Everybody else, don't worry about him. We, and um, we do this so that you know what bias is versus what in-depth research is. Yes, exactly. And, and honestly, it's good to start putting our rankings together now and then we can compare and contrast them to what they become. Um, oh, yeah. The line. Exactly. They're going to change like crazy. Exactly. When David Johnson went from running back 40 for you to running back 20-something. It was like RB60 for Corey. <laughs> yeah. And guess who was right? This guy. Predicted <laughs> no, you were. Maybe. We were all right. He's a bum. He was RB18, right? Was he? No way. Yeah, he, he was. was. way too hurt. Right, well, hold on. Hold on, podcast. We're not wrapping up quite yet. We're going to look up some statistics. <laughs> we got to go to Google. Like, RB eighteen or twenty? Twenty one. Okay. Still half. <laughs> well, my poor ranking dragged him down to where he should be. <laughs> you guys having him way too high. No, I way too high. We have him in the twenties. Yeah, he opened he opened everyone. <laughs> he sucks. Uh, Alright, uh Craig, you want to uh, take us out? Tagline? Stay fluid. Stay to the moon somehow. Like Kevin Garnett. Anything is possible.